Hello out there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I'm your host. I've already seen the entire show. But joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who has only watched the show for the first time ever in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? Woo! Season four! Season yeah. four! Which, of course, because we're going backwards, is the, is the end of season five, obviously. Duh. Yeah, now, now before we get into... In the into words th- of the great Billy Eilish, duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, now, Elliot, before we get into this proper, uh, you want to get excited? You want to feel good about something? You mm-hmm. want to get happy? Yeah. Are, are you sitting down? Uh, t- yeah, I'm okay, in the podcasting cool. chair. Because at the end of last season, we drank some scotch, and we were like, is that it, it for Game of Thrones scotch? Well, I found out that no, it is not. No shit. There are nine more scotches coming from various distilleries across Scotland, not just Johnny Walker. So there's going to be one for each of the seven main houses. There's going to be one for uh, the Three-Eyed Raven blend. And there's going to be one called the Night's Watch. Are you fucking I with me? I am not fucking with you. It is on Dan Murphy's pre-order. They're like, limit three per customer. It's like, what the fuck? Why are they doing this after the show's like ended, like well and truly ended? Why not do this at its peak? I'm so confused. It's... Or it's Pete. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey. Ooh, zing. <laughs> Scotch joke. <laughs> no, like, oh my God, that is baffling to me. Because, like, when, oh no. when we started this, which, of course, was the end of season eight, was White Walker even out yet? Like, White Walker, I think, came out just after the season final. And we were like, oh, that's not a great idea. Yeah. And then they came out with Song of Ice and Song of Fire. When we were two seasons deep into this. Yeah, it's like a year later or something. And now they've announced there's this huge range from, like... All these famous distilleries like Obam and Oban and um, you know Lockmort and all the rest, Mortlock rather. Man, it's ah. I mean, I'm excited. They, some of them look delicious, but uh, oh, what sure. the hell? It's the it's the worst timed tie-in I think I've ever seen. Yeah, God, we might need to start like doing this mid-season as well now, to so we can catch up with the Scotch. <laughs> just all for the Scotch now. It might just become a Scotch review program. <laughs> And, you know, with Game of Thrones on the side. But, man, we just watched Season 5, Episode 10, entitled The Mother's Mercy. So, for those of you out there, this is the one where John Bumshovey gets stabbed, Dan Brady gets nabbed, and Seesaw Lannister walks nude. I didn't have a rhyme for that one. (laughs) Elliot, okay, so uh, let's just start off our questionnaire here. So, Elliot, what just happened? Everything! So many things! Oh, my God. Like, Okay, first of all, I was initially pissed because they had that big war sequence, and it was kind of cool. They had that aerial shot of the uh, uh, the two armies coming at each other, and mm. one was circling the other. It looked really cool, and yeah, you knew so, they were fucked. Uh, so, for everyone, this is Stannis Baratheon trying to uh, charge Winterfell when uh, the Ramsay Snow is currently in, tra- in charge. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I suppose this is his dad's still alive, so uh, it'd be um, Ruse Bolton is still is in charge. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just cut to the end of the war, and I'm like, oh, well, I suppose I didn't want to see any of that play out. <laughs> yeah, and no, I was the same way of, like, did we miss a battle, or did I, like, take a micro nap and somehow skip all this? Because it goes from encircling to just walking through the woods, just devastated the last few of Stannis' men left living. But I, in a way, as much as that was kind of disappointing... I kind of like that that's how e- quickly it was done. Yeah. Like, there was just it was just over. By the time Sansa watches this establishing shot from this tower of them being circled by horses, it's just over. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, my disappointment in that was quickly quashed by the amount of other fucking violence going on in this oh, episode. Oh, man, this is everywhere. When people tell me about Game of Thrones, this is more what I had in mind, not the fucking snooze fest of season six or yeah. the poorly lit <laughs> shit of man, season eight. a yeah. lot of red dye and corn syrup in this one. Oh, my 
God, yes. Okay. Well, why don't we move for the next question? Or should we just skip straight to violence? You know, we're an unconventional podcast. Let's ask questions <laughs> in an unconventional order. Skip to question four. Violence? It's basically every scene had a V for me. Oh, man. It's all over the place. So, geez, where do we even start? Okay. Uh, we'll start at the very beginning for this one. Um, so, first bit of violence is we get is, you know, uh, Stannis Baratheon has been woken and he's been told half his uh, hired goons have run off in the middle of the night and taken all the horses. And he's like, well, that's fucked. And then someone winds up and he's like, sir, there's something you have to come and see. And he's like, well, so what could be possibly worse than mutiny? And the guy's like, oh, doll. <laughs> it's your wife hanging from a tree. Oh, oh that's who that was. Yeah, I know. they didn't say it out loud, but. Uh... No, I thought, oh, okay, this red woman has got this special attachment to this beardy fellow I've never met. He's probably going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And eat it, he does. At the sword of Brienne. Brienne of Tarth, who's just. Yeah, does it get great job again? And she's all like, "I'm Brienne of Tarth. You killed my king. Prepared to die." Yeah, and I do like she's like any last words. He's like, "Do your duty." Then, and she's a little bit disappointed. There's not more resistance in him. She's like, "I mean, I will, but you've taken all the fun out of it." Yeah. <laughs> Can't you at least say, "Oh no, no, no! Please don't stab me in the neck." Yeah, please. Oh, f- I'd be, I'll be ever so good if you don't. No, because <laughs> he's because Stannis is just defeated on every front here. He's lost his empire. He's lost his wife. He's lost the battle. Everything is gone. He's just like, fuck it. I'm done. He got two good licks in there, mm-hmm. even after he got his leg sliced up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fighting to the end. Yeah. Which is, like, I, I, I mean, I guess we didn't need to see a whole 20-minute battle sequence or anything play mm-hmm. out. And But, yeah, there was a certain uh, delicious harrowingness to the end of that war. Like, yeah. with that dude crawling away. And it's like, where do you think you're going to go, dude? Just, just away. Just play dead and wait for... Um, Ramsey fuckface to yeah. go. Yeah, Ramsey Snow at this point. He's not Bolton yet. Oh. Uh, Ramsey Snow is just all like, this guy's crawling away and he's all, oh, I'm just going to stab you real fun because I'm crazy. <laughs> and I wrote, uh, let me see what I have here. Ramsey Snow Cold Killer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, why is it stone cold? Stones aren't necessarily always cold. Snow is, by definition. Huh. Yeah. Well, they're not exactly warm either. Yep. But let's move on because there's so many things to cover. Uh, so then this ha- is interstitched with a whole bunch of Sansa trying to sneak into this tower and light this candle to signal Brienne. And Brienne just turns away right at that moment to go get her revenge on uh, Stannis when uh, the candle shows up. So she misses that signal. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, Sansa's bu- trying to get back to her- back to her bedroom before anyone notices. And then Psycho Girl bumps into her and is all- has been tipped off by... Theon, and my gosh, that's a lot of names real quick. <laughs> and yeah, Theon once again playing the shaky crying guy. <laughs> yeah, this is more broken Theon, which you've not seen. You've only seen like the, the victorious returning, the re- redemption-seeking Theon. So this is the, the Theon that needs redeeming. Yeah, no, this is about the fourth episode where I've just seen him as a shaky cryy guy. Oh, you've <laughs> seen nothing yet. Oh, he gets shakier and crying. He gets shakier and cry, And those tears <laughs> shake all the way down. Uh, but man, this bit's like gross as well, because I can't remember what this, I don't know what this woman's name is. Uh, but you know, we saw we saw her in the season opener of last episode where she, oh. um, yeah, when uh, Ramsay Bolton's all like, "Oh, you're a good friend of mine." Well, this is good meat. Feed it to my dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. She had already. <laughs> yeah, eaten it then. and you know now because yeah, Theon flips her off the balcony. She just splat. Yeah, that was some really yeah great SFX on that. Oh yeah, and yeah, that was one of my other notes for this episode. Wow, all these new characters—they're just like, it's like start the clock. Who's gonna eat it first? And they're just. Because usually I get introduced to a character and then mm. their death actually like is part of like uh, the ultimate part of the episode, you know, mm-hmm. it leads up to it. Whereas these guys, I meet them in, in that exact same scene, they fucking eat it. Left, right and centre, eating it all, it's like a buffet, everyone's eating it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, I don't, th- I think 
Uh, oh, God, who would have died faster, her or Eyeless? Uh, uh, we'll get to Eyeless in a second. I did want to cover quickly. Um, She's got this, you know, bow and arrow pointed at Sansa, and she's all like, and Sansa's all like, just go ahead and kill me. Let's get over the And she's like, oh, no one's going to kill you. You know, mm. Ramsay needs you to make an heir. And this is, makes a very terrifying threat of, I mean, we don't need all of you, I guess. Just the baby-making bits, and the rest doesn't really matter. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing what these people are into, that's a very legitimate threat. Mm. But yeah, we skip straight for, from that to this weird beardy-looking dude whipping small girls, and I imagine you were just like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of moments of me going, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this bit's actually pretty interesting from the forward watch, because, you know, it's, you know, then revealed that Arya's wearing this girl's face and then shanks this dude in both eyes and shoves a thing in his mouth and just shanks him a whole frickin' butch. Like, holy crap. And then does, yeah, great little detached Arya, do you remember me? Yeah. I remember you. So, like, uh, I will say in the forward watch, this was really interesting because we're all like, oh, we want to watch Arya, you know, learn ninja skills and get all assassiny and kick ass and like this, ha- but then this is the first kill she really gets from that. And it's just so gruesome and like... Mm. You know, this guy is, you know, a definite monster, but it's, like, so drawn out and ugly, and I kind of love that they do that. Like, oh, here's what you wanted, not how you wanted it, yeah. but it's, you know, you get to see the really, this is the this is revenge, this is what it looks like. When people, you know, talk about want to take slow, painful revenge, this is it. <laughs> yeah, oh, but uh, it's just, his eyes are so stabbed, they're basically just sockets. And- yeah, it's nasty, but again, well done to the production design for making this, what could have been a big, woohoo, hero moment into the... Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Stop! Stop! He's already dead. He's already blind. <laughs> yeah, but ah, oh, and that yeah, because the uh, actual stabbing and shanking, you know, and we'll see it a bit later, is mm. fairly bloodless. But then, yeah, ah, uh, the oh, throat slit the just... <laughs> makes like a water sprinkler. Yeah. Oh, it's it's uh, it's those wavy kind of sprinklers as mm-hmm. well. Like yeah, not that. Yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> kind yeah yeah simpsons references yeah <laughs> uh so i wrote down yeah that was cold not cool mm. yes which i think is an important difference there yeah yeah fucking hell so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think that was my mvp honestly i don't know maybe i don't know yeah i'm tempted to call that mvp as well i do have another bit loaded which we'll get to and we're not talking about all the stabby stab uh but it's yeah it's again it's everything we think we want but not how we want and i like that it basically plays off your expectations like that and yeah Maisie Williams is killing this uh disaf- uh kind of disaffected moment where she's just saying yeah this is revenge and um she's not joyful in it it's just I wanted it to be brutal and now it is yeah it's a certain satisfaction mm, absolutely while being emotionally detached I can't wait to meet this fellow a bit more later yeah on. I honestly can't remember who he was to begin with so yeah. I'm curious as well because I yeah <laughs> yeah um so then she heads back to the House of Black and White, which is like the assassin school, and uh, Assassin's Creed pulls a prestige by drinking this poison as punishment, and then it's like, but that's not me. Yeah, and then she starts pulling faces off, and then I'm like, what in the Scooby-Doo is going on here? <laughs> yeah, really don't know how the face thing works, because like when she talks, it takes off the face of the little girl she was pretending to be, that's like a rubber mask that she then puts back in the Hall of Faces. Uh, but then when she's taking them off, you know, this person lying on the ground, it's just like silk. Yeah. And just taking one off after the other. It's like, how does this work? I'm so confused. <laughs> and then it's me, and then it's John, and then it's nobody. And, then and it's also, some... like, uh, Assassin Creed guy was pretending to be Bobcat Girl. And it's like, but she's not dead. I thought someone had to be dead before you could get their face. It's meh. Yeah. But then again, who knows? Because they never explain it. I can't say that's a betrayal of how it works. Because, meh, we don't know. 
Yeah, so at some point as well, you just have to put the pieces together of her losing her sight and then becoming a beggar on the street next season. Yep. Whatever. Well, what else do you do when you're blind? You go you either learn martial arts, which she eventually does, yeah. or you go beg, which she begins to do. Yeah. Those are your two career paths. And again, uh, much in the tradition of the older episodes making me not like the newer episodes. Yeah, I honestly just wish there was a lot more of this in uh, season six. Yeah, oh, man, this is a roller coaster of an episode. And I think just better put together as well, because yeah. even though there are eight different plot threads, we kind of go to each one and stick with it for what feels like a lot longer, and, unless it completes completely. But I mean, this starts at Castle Black uh, with John and the Red. And, uh, sorry, starts with the Red Woman at Stannis Baratheon's camp, ends with her. Uh, sorry, and then the next bit is seeing John Bum Chauvy with Sam from another show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'll just quickly, I think that was actually, I'll go back to that. I'm over talking myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you still have more violence? No, I did. And then, but I want to say, and then it ends with uh, the Red Woman going to Castle Black and then bumping into John. So I kind of like that's like, a good kind of circle, a book ending with the same characters and similar locations. And yeah. yeah, it just felt a lot more cohesive and a lot easier to follow and less little bits of everything. No, I've actually noticed this has been a bit of a trend of Game of Thrones is that, yeah, if they return to. Um, one of the plot threads from earlier in the episode, it generally means that the episode's wrapping up. Mm, yeah. And I think that's the way pacing should work, really. Um, Especially yeah. with such a large cast as this. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Who could forget? We also get the kiss of death in this episode. Hell yeah. Oh, man. So this is, you know, uh, they're leaving Dornish country with no character names I can remember. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Prince Tristane, who we see get speared in the face later. Uh, this is Marcella, whose death is actually really sad. Yeah. Oh, th- this was because um, it took me a little while to figure out who she was mm. and why this was happening. And then once yeah, I- the last time we saw her, she had stupid rocks on her face. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. And yeah, once her nose started bleeding, it all came to you. Oh, that's who uh, Cersei put in the prison. And no, yep. no, no, no. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so right at the end where she's all like, Cersei gives her the kiss of death and makes her d- watch her daughter de- yeah. deteriorate and die and rot. That's who that is. So, yeah, this is all the origins of that. But, uh, yeah, it's a really kind of sweet scene where Jamie's like awkwardly trying to tell her, so you've grown up a little bit and it's kind of like, fuck it, we may as well tell people. When you get back, people may talk about how I'm actually a father. And she's all like, no, I kind of figured that out and I love you, Dad. And it's like, as gross as this is, yeah. kind of sweet moment. It's so Hugh Grant, though. It's just, yeah. hey, well, I, I don't I, mean I, I, I'm I, your mother's brother, but I, I, I'm, to be I'm also you. some other things. It's all terribly <laughs> awkward. Somehow, I always knew. But no, I did, like, you know, forgetting the gross incest aside, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her going, you know, I'm glad you are the person that is my father. Yeah. 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 And then dies horribly. Oh. <laughs> because Game of Thrones. Yup. Just, and yeah. All happiness must bleed from the nose. <laughs> Again, like, yeah, just all these people going for death in record time. Like, oh, man. yeah. First they yeah, get introduced to me and then go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm tempted to go through and, ch- and time it <laughs> just later. Just start but, the clock on introduction to death. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, I Stab Guy got uh, the fastest death. Pretty quick, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, what else we got? What Do I have another, any other number fours here? Uh, that's my violence quota. Oh, I put a V. Yeah, it makes more sense than mine, but, you know, question four. Man. Um, I do have one more, but it comes into the nudity question, so I'll leave that. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess then just the very end of uh, John Bum Chauvy getting shanked. Yeah. 
which uh yeah i actually like how they really misdirect you on this one because it's like you know the ollie little kid runs in is like sir we've got a message about your uncle benjamin north of the wall i'm like i know that name that's a dude and then he kind of runs out and that other guy's like yes we far he's over here and then there's and the music's kind of a little bit hopeful and then yeah he sees that sign that says traitor he's like fuck when i turn around they're gonna stab me what if i never turn around <laughs> yeah i guess then they'll stab me in the back physically as well as metaphorically i better turn around mm. and then it was like shink for the night's watch yeah 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 nasty that uh, dude can take a lot of stabs before falling down though yeah oh it's, and even from fucking uh butthole face to little brat kid mm-hmm. that just showed him his little butthole face like squid for the watch meh this must have been a really nice watch as well. I mean, it's pretty, you know, gold and got light, light, but not like, you know, uh, gaudy gold, like a classic kind of little brush. Oh, yeah. Nah, obviously the Night's Watch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that mostly does it for violence, I think, other than, uh, you know, the, the other bits and pieces threaded throughout other little bits. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to question two. We were talking about MVPs. What do you reckon? Um. Well, it's sort of hard this time because, like, we don't have much like comparatively we don't have a lot of time with any one character so it's just like their st- scene which is the mm. one that stood out to me the most and which sort of carried the most impact yeah i, I really liked Arya's scene but mm-hmm. um god maybe the atonement scene like really uh yeah i don't i don't know i think this is a fantastic episode that's made up a lot of great moments mm. and i'm actually gonna throw i think my mvp to uh you know again like i said before um john bumshovey and sam from another show because they got like a very human kind of moment where they're both like, yeah, everyone hates you now. Well, everyone hated me when I first got here. Yeah, hey, here's to us being hated. And yeah. just, yeah, bit of camaraderie. And, you know, Sam's like, you need me to go down and learn how to be a maester because you need a maester. And he's like, no, no, I need you here. And he's like, bro, you, it's going to suck being away from you, bro. But <laughs> this is what we need to do. And he's like, you're right. You're, you're a good guy from another show, Sam. John Bon Brovey. Yeah, well, <laughs> forever. I got to uh, say, but what's up with Kit Harrington's hair in this episode? Yeah. He looks like a fucking coffee mum. <laughs> what? Coffee mum? A coffee mum. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, he's just uh, uh, having coffee with the gals. and oh, okay. He had his hair and curlers the night before, but for no right. one in particular, just to go out for coffee. sometimes you need to feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's definitely not to Im- impress that bitch Bethany in my mother's group. What? No. <laughs> With the ratty thin Who hair. He just says, she just steps out of the shower and it just does that. No, Bethany, <laughs> everyone knows that's at least two. Never mind. Nope, not doing it for her. <laughs> like, uh, you know Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm? It was that hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I think I do. I haven't watched much Curb, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one um, that's current, constantly calling Larry an asshole. Wait, that's everyone in that's that show. That's everybody. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm gonna give it my MVP mostly because right at the end, you know, he's like, "If you become a maester, you know, they'll make you, they'll they'll make you swear off women as well." He's like, "Huh? They can try." And he gives us like, "Sam, you hitting that?" And yeah. Sam's like, "Yeah, boy." Uh, <laughs> uh, Quality bro time. Uh, there's a gill pun in there somewhere. No, there isn't. <laughs> Whatever, different show. Um, yeah. So if we're gonna skip over that, we must move to nudity. Ah, oh, this is the most harrowing nudity I've seen in the show. I know, and I, again, I really like how they did that, because this is the, you know, Cersei's whole atonement walk, uh, and, you know, any kind of, oh, Luna Headley nude, you, know, you might get out of it is just squashed by how just 
harrowing and long and sad it is and yeah i think they've done this really really well yeah immediately by the roughness in which they scrub her ass it's yeah, just it's like that prison scrub down this is not sexy <laughs> like, no and then they just cut her hair which is like hacking it off it's like you could, you could put in some effort talk about her day that bitch <laughs> bethany you know <laughs> no they're not giving her any of the same curl as that john nope, got Jesus. not at all no and like yeah her scalp's bleeding from how rough they've been with her and yeah it's and then and then she's got to walk through the streets nude and it starts like how it starts off pretty dead quiet and then people start shouting and they start throwing things at her and like four different people jump in front of her and flash a nude it's yeah like, why is this a thing i'm confused and somehow le- less sexier than the initial Lena Headley scenes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And just by the end, her feet are just bloodied raw, and she's just covered in cr- gunk and fruit and crap, and probably actual shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's um. And I was wondering with that because you know it started fairly quiet and then just got rougher and rougher. Mm-hmm. Was this just as they were progressing through the lower economic end of the town? Um, not entirely clear, but I think imagine it's everyone is in town is there to see whatever's going to happen. I don't think anyone knew this was going to happen in particular. Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, but I do like the establishing shot of when it starts and she kind of looks at the red keep and how far it is from where she is. And even when she falls down, looks up, and it's like almost there. And it's a really good way to, you know, have that hope and that, that you know, she's struggling and all that kind of stuff. Again, really well done on Lena Headley's turn as well. Yeah, she's just a great actor saying nothing, but displaying everything in just physicality and facial expression and yeah. crying. Very effective crying. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, just watching her well up gradually and still trying to save face and just breaking down. And, yeah, especially that scene where she drops to her knees and um, as she's getting covered in more and more shit. And, yeah, you couldn't help but notice that, yeah, the two men at the front with the... Um, What's a pentagram that's a seven? Uh, Septagram. There we go. Yeah. Uh, The faith militant. Yeah. They had a little bit of like rice and lettuce on their shoulders. Mm. But how did shame woman like get off clean? Because if you throw anything at shame woman, she's going to turn to you and go, confess. (laughs) Shame. Shame. Does she speak in only one word sentences? She's, again, super good at it. (laughs) Like, I want to employ her for, like, our government. And the next time Scott Morrison fucks up, like, in the next 20 minutes, follow him around for an hour just going, shame. Shame. (laughs) Come on. Tell me that wouldn't be a fantastic form of government. I, hmm. Well, I'm seeing how it doesn't play out well in this show, but I've got yeah, to no. say. I mean, short term. <laughs> I do like your ideas. Yeah. I do also like this moment. It plays a very uh, mournful version of Reigns of Castlemere, a, a song I think you've only heard versions of, not the original. So. Oh, right. Okay. But uh, it's a, yeah, it's like it becomes like the Lannister theme after a while, and it's very, they use it a lot, but in very good ways like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a scene that um, they're, been talking about which is mm. weird because it's a rare moment of something that i've been building up towards yeah even through reverse. a backwards <laughs> watch so it was a really weird and interesting thing because like i've seen this prison before with mm. that uh, other girl i forgot her name uh marjorie tyrell and yeah and like so they do that shot and like cersei's kind of shadowing and i'm like i think that's Marjorie, it's kind of like shadowed and weird, but Mm -hmm. did they recast her? That'd be weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it actually took me a second to see because, yeah, Lena Headley looks so much different with a full Headley of hair. Uh (laughs) Zing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And she's all, she's very much non Cersei. She's all cowering in a corner and broken and all that. And yeah, the whole scene with her and the High Sparrow back and forth is very good. And yeah, those are two very 
big powerful people playing not necessarily hugely powerful moments because yeah it works super good and yeah we get you know some uh you know uh local wench jumps out in front is like i've had half as many cocks as the queen and i'm a local local prostitute and some other dude's like here's my dong why don't you go for it weird <laughs> which i don't think is the same dude who got his head mushed in the last episode so no <laughs> i mean i'm not sure but um you know recasting maybe or maybe lots of people are like dicks out for the queen <laughs> i don't know but my final note on this is I do really like when um, she kind of shows up at the Red Keep and all the guards aren't moving to do anything yet. And, yeah. they're like, and I imagine they're like, are we supposed to help? It's like, well, we, we're guards. We guard things. Is, does she need guarding? No, she just needs a coat. Well, that, that's not us. You need a coat for that. We're guards. Yeah. And then, you know, Darth Maester runs up and wraps her in a cloak and then is like, there, there, it's all better now. Also, look what I made. It's a giant zombie dude. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah, it's Cersei's wingman just uh, do, doing everything for her. Mm-hmm. Bring coats, bring in zombie man. Yeah, that's what you want on a wingman. Yeah. When you coat when you're cold and a zombie man when you need protecting. <laughs> up your game, wingman of the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, I don't think we have any other nudity. I mean, I would say cock talk, but it was more cock yelling while showing cock. So <laughs> not quite in the spirit of the cock talk segment. No, no. And yeah, John and Sam didn't have any uh, cock metaphors going on there. Nope. So, yeah. Uh, I guess the closest we get is uh, when they're leaving Dawn and uh, Braun is there and is like flirting with this girl. And she's like, he's like, oh, you know, you better hurry and come see me. I have to go marry a noble woman. She's like, oh, oh you yeah. know. Oh, you you have to marry a good girl, but you want a bad pussy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's like wait, wait, when you say bad, do you mean like early '90s Michael Jackson bad, <laughs> or the song, not the person, or do you mean <laughs> how do you express as in like inferior? What do you mean? Yeah, bad. <laughs> mm. No, I think she means bad i mean i assume but uh you know clarification is important it's the basis of all communications uh man okay other than that what other notes you got because i'm sure there's plenty we didn't quite get to cover yeah um yeah we're gonna be running a little long on this oh, episode yeah. a lot happens um yeah actually when theon and uh Sa- sansa sansa um do that jump it was very reminiscent of aladdin and i liked that <laughs> all i gotta do is jump it was so much that <laughs> Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. The job! Keep in one step ahead of the henchmen. <laughs> yeah, why isn't there more musical numbers in the Game of Thrones? I don't know. <laughs> it's a fair question. Maybe one of the spin-offs will be total musical. Maybe, <gasps> maybe we'll just follow that that uh, um, theatre troupe we saw as they do musicals of various things that happen throughout the series. <laughs> I'm on board. I'll watch it. <laughs> if only for the farts. <laughs> Next on the show, fart talk. <laughs> I mean... Let's not pretend we wouldn't. Yep. Oh, we haven't talked about the Dinklage scene, which oh, yeah. opened up, and I'm like, oh, good, another scene of Dinklage sitting around. <laughs> he looking does so bored. much. This is the origin of sitting, though. This is where it all starts when, you know, guy I can't remember the name of and Sir Jorah Mormon are like, let's go off and find Daenerys. And then it leaves, he's like, well, Grey Worm can look after the Unsullied. They'll look after the city. Missandre's, you know, the most tr- queen's most trusted advisor. Yeah. And Tyrion knows how to run a city. So let's start the three of you sitting around in long, awkward silences, shall we? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and do it all for season six. All for season six. Uh, yeah, so Mormon and the guy that you didn't remember the name, I wrote down Mormon and Les Lond. <laughs> Les Lond? Mormond and Les ah, Lond. Okay, I'm about all Les Blonde. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but I do like the whole bit before them where Tyrion's like, well, I'm going with you. And he's like, well, why would we bring you? And he's like, because I'm a main character. Yeah. Uh, no, he's like, can you ride a horse? He's like, sort of. It's like, any good at combat? I have fought and I've not died. Does that count? They're like, <laughs> yeah, nah, bruh. <laughs> do you talk? I also drink. Yeah, I know. It's a good little bit. Um, and But we do end that with um, Tyrion and Varys doing their charming double act of wise people who sit and talk. So, mm. yeah, they're always fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, good old buddy Kyle. And, man, the buddy movie as well, like, I only got reminded that, yeah, I really miss uh, Jamie and uh, Braun. Who's yeah. the wrinkly guy that got his ear bit? Uh, did he get his ear bit? Yeah, know. by the bad pussy woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot about the ear buddy. I was focused on the dialogue, not the ear buddy. <laughs> yeah, Braun, I think it's, I gotta look it up. I think it's Braun, but I don't know if that's a slight, if I'm just hearing it wrong, you know, that thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I love their dynamic, and, oh, yeah. yeah, there's some good duos in this show. Ah, Braun in literally anything is great fun. Yeah, I think it's season four, it must be, where there's, like, three different buddy cop movies going on at once. Oh. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But we'll get to that eventually. Um, And, yeah, look, my only other note is uh, just Daenerys and the dragon, and mm-hmm. Daenerys has been a bit of a bitch here. Ah, but... First of all, sleepy dragon. He just yeah. wants to take a nap on all his bones that uh, he's uh, of animals he's eaten. She's like, "You have to take me back to Marine." He's like, "Going to sleep." Go. So yeah, this dragon's like really burnt up and shit. He yeah does not look healthy. No, nah, because he's like meant to be red. You can see a little bit around, you know, but it's all covered in soot and grime. He's like, "Just want to be filthy and be a dragon, mom." Jeez, yeah. <laughs> I want to get a job right now. I'm good. And then she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, in retrospect. Um, if they don't know who she is, they make a big deal of kidnapping a random woman they found because all the horses get in a big circle around her and she does that bit where she drops the ring, which comes up in next episode. Uh, but yeah, she's like, if they don't know who she is, why are they all like, Ooh, let's all circle around her instead of just like one guy being yoink, just pick you up. Yeah. I gotta say, I don't think this scene actually went as the, they planned it because mm-hmm. I couldn't help but notice there was just... A bit of awkwardness to the horse's movement, and you know, fair is fair. That looked like a scene where you're, uh, you know, trying to control a hundred horses. It's not going to go smoothly. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it um, looked that great either. Yeah. yeah it was just in yeah, again in retrospect when we find out they don't know who she is. Why go to all this? I mean, unless that's just how they do everything with like a way too much theatrics. Yeah. Who knows? I don't. Uh, yeah, that puts me on a note. Uh, let me have a see what else we got. So it's okay, like I said, start off with the red woman and Stannis Baratheon, and uh, he she all like tries to cuddle up to him a little bit, and he literally hits her with a cold shoulder. Because <laughs> shoulders are off, and he's wearing armor, and it's cold in the north, so cold shoulder. I'm counting it. There you go. <laughs> um, she's also wearing blue, which is interesting. It's like that's not your color. You're meant to be the red woman. Although I am colorblind. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was wearing red. Okay, like a maroon. It's, it's a more muted red, if anything. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, and it was fairly grey and blew out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, cold. Yeah, I think I'm out of notes. Well, if that puts me out of notes, and that puts you out of notes, then we must ask our final question. How did we get here? I'm going to see uh, Stanith Bermapian's wife get hung. Okay. And I'm going to see how a dragon gets burnt. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> is he burned or is he just muddy? I'm, I don't know him to look burned. Yeah, like, uh, the best I could imagine at the time is that, yeah, he, you know, swooped in and burnt all those and just sort of got some, like, splashback. Yeah, splash, e- soot back splash. Yeah, the equivalent of fire that splashes back at a dragon. But 
that was a lot of area that it got covered. Hmm. Why aren't there all the other dragons there in this moment as well? I'm confused. Uh, well, if you remember, they're currently chained up in the pyramid. Oh, that's those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one just, eh, whatever. You'll find out. <laughs> well, no, I have found out. But... Hey, you'll back Shadow. <laughs> yeah. And it'll all make some sense. Mm. But, you know, forgetting people's names is the most common thing here. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we have a vague idea who they are or a ridiculous nickname. Oh, speaking of, I have a feeling uh, last time we had Greasy Haired Guy, I think. Uh, I think his name might be Ed because someone dropped that name. Like, maybe that's his name. Ed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in amongst all your Staniths and your Renleys and your whatever, sometimes you just have a good old Ed. Yeah. Yep. Ed, Ed already. Either one. <laughs> we either one. Mm-mm. Well, man, if we're all wrapped up here, that's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch has ended. Mm-hmm.